0: welcome to mental wealth for entrepreneurs podcast on today's show we have christiana stephen Christiana is the founder of the fastest growing women wellness online community called 50 Amazing Moms. This is a community that's spanning across six continents. Christiana is a lifestyle influencer with a PhD and she also lectures in fashion marketing. What's more, Christiana has four little kids, lovely kids, and she's got a massive community online with more than one million of Facebook fans. So let's jump right in, and I'll see you after the show. Okay, hi, Christiana. Hi, Katrina. (laughs) Great great to see you, to hear you. Um, Hello, everyone. Uh, Today we have an amazing woman in the studio. Uh, It's Christiana uh, Steven, uh, who is a social influencer um and the founder of 50 amazing How are you?
1: I'm <laughs> <laughs> fine, thank you, Katrina.
0: <laughs> Great. Christiana, could you yeah. tell me how you started your 50 amazingmomscom business?
1: Oh uh, the thing is I, I started it for myself at first. So I after I had my four children I started I went into depression. So I had postnatal depression and I was just looking for something that will make me better. If you get what I mean, because I tried doing so many things. I learned makeup. I learned photography. I learned a lot of things, but I still was, I was still depressed. I wasn't still happy about, um, anything. I wasn't happy that I had children. I wasn't happy about my body. And so, um, one day I decided, okay, I was going to, um Katrina, we have to pause. Someone is at the door, please. Okay, let's
0: continue our interview. It's a joy to have four little kids running around and knocking on the doors. So, Christiana, why why being an influencer? You know, what, what motivated you to start your
1: social influencer career i i didn't start off to be an influencer to be honest i actually started off to um just um, inspire people help people lose weight and that's it that was what it was so on top of my head i did not think about being an influencer at all right (laughs) but the more i worked with these um, women the more i worked with mothers the more I realized that they saw me as an influencing figure. Yeah. So sometimes people would send me messages, oh, you've inspired me a lot, oh, you're my mentor, oh, I love you, you know, things like that. And then when I realized that my, my life is inspiring people and influencing people, I decided to be more conscious yeah. of the things that I do. Because now it's no longer about me. So that's how the whole lifestyle influencer came. It wasn't me. It was the people that were calling me influencer. And that's how it started. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because your Facebook has how many fans? More than Mm. a million fans. I mean, this is amazing. And your website
1: has more than
0: a couple of million fans. I mean, it just, how long did it take you to actually grow this audience, to, to be such a huge audience?
1: Okay, I actually started in uh, 2016.
0: Okay, yeah, so not, lo- not long, yeah? Four yeah,
1: years. so that was, um, I started July 16th, 2016. And so in July, we should be four years, yeah.
0: Great, and you know, when you, when you just started, um, you know, what was the mo- most difficult time Um You had starting out, was it, you know, being out there, you know, showing your face, doing videos, what was the most difficult thing for you when you just started out your 50 Amazing Moms?
1: The most difficult part was creating content because at the point where I started 50 Amazing Moms, I was doing my PhD and I had four little babies to look after. So it was like creating content was the major work because you know, how I is Dr. Katrina with PhDs, a lot of research. Yes. <laughs> and then, then I combining it, because and then I had like a part time teaching job as well. So it looked like I had so much to do at that point. So uh, it was creating content that was my huge yeah. Um, difficulty. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Christiana, you're like a superwoman. But uh, you know, if you if you could have one superpower, what would
1: it be? <laughs> oh my goodness! If, we could, if I, okay, it would be like to change the lives of every mother. Yeah yeah that would be what i'll do yeah. yeah
0: but you are changing lives you are changing lives it's amazing i, I hope so <laughs> the comments on the facebook they say yes doc you know they just they think you are a
1: superwoman
0: yeah but you know you know when you just started your journey um have you ever had uh, you know like moments of doubt when you thought well maybe i should just quit
1: Yes, times like that usually come, you know, but not now. And I haven't had that in a year. You know, when I first started, it was really challenging because I started out reaching out to people that I knew. So I went up to my um, friends, long-term friends, family friends and all that to tell them, oh, this is what I want to do. I want to start a page for mothers and these are mothers as well. They yeah. didn't buy into my dreams or my visions. Yeah. So that was very discouraging because I'm like, oh, this is family. These are my friends. They didn't even follow me on Facebook. I invited them to like my page. They didn't. <laughs> they were not part of anything I was doing. Right. And that was really, really discouraging. Imagine starting a brand and your family is not in yeah. you know, support of what you're doing. They don't even understand. They don't want to come close. And so one thing that um, kept me going was, this is my dream. This is my vision. I'm still going to go ahead, whether or not someone supports me. Yeah. Really. And yeah. So I just went ahead anyway. I did, I had nothing to lose. I was just a um, I was just a full-time student working part-time. So what's wrong in just creating content and just putting yeah. it out there? Yeah. So I didn't care how people looked at it, but that was the most discouraging thing yeah. on this it, journey. It, because you
0: see, you, you know, you sometimes listen to, you know, some entrepreneurs, and they have these amazing stories about, you know, supportive parents and supportive friends. You know, what do you do if you don't have supportive parents or supportive friends? You know,
1: exactly. <laughs> My mom didn't understand. Like when I first told her, she yeah. was like, "Oh, okay." You know, this okay, like it's okay. Yes. But you know that deep down inside, it's not really okay. And then I had um, friends that I contacted via email, friends that I, I actually called. They were like, oh, do you want to do that? Why do you want to show yourself? Yeah. You know, so it was really discouraging. The only person that was supportive to an extent was my husband, even though he didn't understand where I was going in all this. Yeah. yeah. But the rest didn't really understand it. They yeah. didn't get it. Yeah. So, you
0: know, if if you think about, you know, the challenging time you, you you had starting out, what was the most um you know, the, the most uh, difficult challenge you had to overcome when you just started
1: um the most difficult was having to expect people like what I do right
0: yeah
1: having to expect people support me yeah that was the difficult part of it. Because it just feels, it it feels somehow where you put up your stuff on Facebook and you feel like the first set of people that should be part of it or engage with it should be yeah. people who know you, people who you've had contact with, and then they just look and walk past.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, so that so, was difficult yeah. for me.
0: So how do you deal with them? Um, you know, people who are negative on Facebook and social media, you know, people who sometimes, you know, just put some snide comments without really, you know, thinking how it may affect you personally. How do you deal with this? Because a lot of the time, you know, starting entrepreneurs, they have this fear of, you know, exposing themselves and and being out there and they're, they're afraid, you know, to be, you know, to have people that don't like what they do and, and say things about them and it's very discouraging for them. So how, how do you personally deal with, um, you know, negative people?
1: Personally, I, I don't have issues with people not liking what I do. Now, if you don't like what I do, there's nothing wrong in being constructive about it.
0: Yeah.
1: But if you come to my page and you drop a toxic comment, I weed you out, I block you immediately. Because yeah. the thing is, apart from I come, I'm someone who is in control of my space. Yeah, I don't like toxic people, because yeah. whether no matter how strong you are, if you give in to it, it starts affecting you mentally. Yeah. And I try to draw that line now. If you come to my page and say, "Oh, uh, I think you should be doing it this way, not this way," that's okay. But if you come to my page and say, um, "You, you're a silly woman," all those kind of things i would block you immediately delete you off yeah yeah,
0: yeah that yeah. was
1: how i used to handle people sometimes i go live then before now i'll go live and people just come up and say nasty comments imagine you're going live and someone is coming into your comment trying to bully you yeah. and so yeah i had all that i had all that and what i usually do is at first i used to feel bad like why would this person say this and and then but now I'm more because I've grown with it if I'm life and you say any trash I'll just give it back to you immediately and I'll block you I'll call you out and block like I literally will call your name and (laughs) give it to you well and then block you out immediately sometimes I don't even respond sometimes I don't see some of those comments but by the time I finish my live show I've seen that people that are following me I've already lashed the person out of the pain. Yeah. So, so yeah, but it can be very discouraging working with toxic people or bullies. Cyber bullies are everywhere. Yeah. They're everywhere. Yeah. So you just yeah. have to be strong for yourself and know how to draw that boundary. Yeah. Okay,
0: um, could you tell um, a little bit about, you know, what do you actually do? A little bit about your website. What services do you have on the website? What advice you give to women? Yeah, What's, what, what is 50 Amazing Moms project is all about?
1: All right, so 50 Amazing Moms is all about redefining motherhood and changing the norms. Yeah. So the norms about mothers is, A mother should always be tired, should always not have time, should not do this. A a mom should be just structured and be all about children and family. And I'm trying to change that norms that because you're a mom doesn't mean you cannot achieve other things for yourself. It doesn't mean you cannot live your life. I mean, before you become a mom, you have dreams, isn't it? So why would those dreams die off just because you've become a mother? that is what the project is all about and what i do is i'm a bit more organized now yeah (laughs) i'm a bit more organized so on mondays i usually do meal mondays so mondays i talk about healthy food that um you a mother can eat because you need food to fill your body and i also talk about nutrition and how it's very um important to your well-being as a whole On Tuesday, I do things like Talk Tuesday. So it's mostly motivational or I talk about waist training or anything that bothers women, but it's all about talking. Yeah. On Wednesday, I do Workout Wednesday. So I do exercises online just to get people coming in. And I think, like, for me, that Workout Wednesday has really worked well because it's hard for you to see people come up live to do workouts. It's usually... Videos and edited videos, but just seeing that realness of how a workout is, yeah. I get tired, I tell them I'm tired, my legs are aching, I tell them so that they just feel like it's natural, it's normal, there's nothing wrong with you on Thursday, I have Thursday um training as well that's about um workout and um, fridays I used to I usually do fashion Friday yeah. where I talk about fashion, beauty, makeup, anything about um beauty and fashion. And Saturdays, I do walk out in the morning. Sometimes I let the kids take over the show, where I bring the kids up, talk about what they've learned, what I've taught them, bring them up in the kitchen, show moms how to incorporate kids. So there's a lot that's going on on 50 Amazing Moms, to be honest. And I just try to make it a place that creates value for mothers. Yeah. So, what do you think is your uh, you know unique skill
0: set is uh, that really helps you to become you know successful running this 50 amazing moms uh, website?
1: Okay. And when you talk about skills, the fact that I'm a researcher is yeah. a huge thing for me. Yeah. Because as a researcher, you can research anything. You can find anything. You can yeah. decide to do any study. And so that has really helped me as a researcher. Because sometimes some things I talk about is based on research so I spend days and days doing research days learning so when I come out to talk sometimes people think I'm a medical doctor but (laughs) nothing of such and I keep telling them I'm a full-time researcher so I love research research has actually helped me another skill that has helped me is the fact that I talk yeah so I'm very good when it comes to public speaking I I've actually learned how to engage my audience. I know when to stop. I know when to start. So that has actually um, helped me. Above all that, another thing that has really helped is being real. Because the thing is, motherhood is real. It's a real journey. There's no faking to motherhood. Some days you're tired. Some days you have all your stuff together. You look all so good. So it's being real. I'm putting the realness out there. A lot of times I go on live shows. I do my live shows. I have lots of viewers watching me. I have no makeup on and I'm still okay. I feel really comfortable with it. Sometimes I do makeup. Sometimes I don't do makeup. So I try to capture the realness of what it means to be a mother. I'm home. I'm not doing makeup. If I'm going live now, you will never find makeup on my face. Yeah. But I, I actually invited a lady to come on my show and she's like, oh. Just
0: to say, well, Shanna usually is very glamorous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I,
1: I, oh, I like glamming up. That's the chance. Yeah. But, but when I'm coming live, a lot of times I want to have that real face of mine. Yeah. And that helps mothers connect because you can't be staged and expect people, real life people to connect yeah. with you. I don't like staging anything. So I come out as real as I am, as it is. The face, I just do my stuff. And that being real is something that is lacking in a lot of businesses. Originality is lacking. So I feel like being original, you're going to have competitors. That's the truth. But being original, just be Mm -hmm. you. And even if I bring the um, world best person on my show, people would rather that I talk and they listen to someone else, that's because they feel I connect with them. Yes. You know, so that has really helped me, being real. Yeah. I
0: mean, I watched your um, Thursday um, exercise show and I've been amazing. I mean, it's, you know, women have problems networking and and talking, you know, one-on-one with another person. Yet, you know, you are... Exercising in front of you know thousands of people and how do you overcome fear? I, I, I mean,
1: h- how do you do this? <laughs> I used to look, you know, but funny enough, when I was younger, yeah. I used to be very shy. Yeah, I didn't used to face crowd. I didn't like crowd at all, and so I I think I just started learning. The first day I went live, it wasn't funny, you know. <laughs> <laughs> The first day I went live, it wasn't funny. I was like, oh my God, people are watching me. How do I do? How do I do it? I was kind of, um, a bit uncomfortable. And after that live show, a lady came up to my messenger and she said, you've really done well. Yeah. I think you should continue doing live shows. That was the only comment. And this is a lady I've never met. I've still never met her. And she made that statement, um, in 2016 when I first started yeah, and that statement kept me going so wow. each time I go live I just remember that someone thinks I'm good yeah so that that, not, yeah, that that proves we have to be
0: supportive of each other, and you know, yeah. stop teaching about things. True, and, true. To support each other, and yeah, because one word can actually make a huge, huge difference for someone else, for someone, uh, someone else's confidence, self-confidence. Yeah.
1: That's true. That's true. Right. And I think women should support. Women have to stop like lashing on each other. It's a tough world already. So the most you can do, if you can't support someone, just walk away. Instead of dropping nasty things or being toxic, you just walk away quietly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What what, what you're not good at?
1: What am I not good at? Okay. This is a tough question. I'm not good good at pretending. Okay. The thing is, um, sometimes people expect me to fake it, but I'm not good with pretending. So now I'm going to explain it. I could be doing a live show and all of a sudden, if I start having migraine, I say it out. I'll be like, my head is hurting. I'm having migraine. I need to go now. Or maybe I'm doing something and my kids are being loud. I'll have to tell them, can you excuse me? My kids are being loud. So I don't know how to pretend about, about situations. i don't know how to pretend that's that's the
0: thing because entrepreneurs they have sometimes you know they they think you have to fake it till you make it and people just start getting these anxieties and and you know your experiences that you know you are saying you need to be as real as authentic
1: the thing is being real doesn't cost anything yeah being real doesn't cost you anything it doesn't cost you anything just walking out and just not having a makeup on it costs you so much to spend an hour doing makeup to make people happy so being real doesn't cost anything you're just being you yeah and the truth is when it comes to being an entrepreneur you need people need to understand that every business has a niche yeah and no matter how perfect you are you're still going to get people who will not like what you do yeah. So, there's really no point putting yourself under pressure mm-hmm. when you can just come out real and be original. There's so much fake already in the world. So, just yeah. be you. Just be you. Those who yeah, would like so, you for who you are, will like tribe. you anyway. Yeah, yeah.
0: Your own tribe, your people who share your vision with you as opposed to try to please everyone. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't try to please people. Even when people come on my show and they say, "Oh, I don't like what you're doing," I say, "Oh, you're not supposed to be here." Then, yes, yeah. Simple. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not here for everyone. There's no business that is for everyone. I think entrepreneurs should understand that as well. You're not there for everyone. Just have your niche, and be yourself, and be real. Make improvements when there's necessary um, improvements to be made. I mean, we can rule that out, but. Faking it till you make it. I don't believe in it. Okay. <laughs> no, that that that's great. That's great. Um, why do you think? Um, uh,
0: you know, what is the most uh, common reason for people, you know, failing at something or giving up, in your view? Well, why do
1: people give up? I think like failure or giving up. First of all, begins in the mind. Yeah. The moment you start telling yourself, oh, I can't do it, that word is very limiting. I cannot is very limiting. And most times, people have all the resources, but their minds have already told them they cannot do it. Yeah. And the moment your mind wins you, you've been won. So you have to continually tell yourself you can't. No matter how it is, I started 50 amazing moms. I didn't even have money on me when I started. I was just a student,
0: you yeah. know.
1: I wasn't even thinking of whether I'm going to grow to 1 million, even though I just, all I needed was just 50 women. Yeah. I just needed 50 women. I was just longing to have 50 women. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then, wow, you've women. got a couple
0: of millions now following you. That's amazing.
1: Now, now I literally want to run away because i have lots of them my whatsapp is always full my email sometimes i run away from the computer but i just needed 50 women to start with me and those women that i wanted i wanted like families and friends but they weren't forthcoming yeah, yeah. you know so but it did not stop me for still searching for 50 women that's why the name 50 amazing moms came because i wanted just 50 women
0: yeah yeah. yeah
1: so yeah. In,
0: in your view, what is the common myth about anxiety and fear people have?
1: I think like majority of anxiety and majority of fear it's in our mind. Our mind is really strong. Yeah. you know like sometimes it happens to me. sometimes I wake up, I'm freaking out like, oh I can't go live today. I don't feel good enough. You know, I've already told myself. Nobody has told me that. I've already told myself that I can't do it. And so when I decide to go live and I'm speaking to people and I end up telling my friends, did you know I wasn't feeling well when I was doing that? And they're like, oh, we didn't even notice that. Mm. So sometimes fear and anxiety is in the mind. Fear and anxiety is listening to so much of negative things. If you surround yourself with negative people, it's a problem as well. Yes. It, it, yeah, yeah. it impacts everything that you do. So um, fear, anxiety, when it comes to business, one has to be careful. What you're feeding yourself, like things you're listening to, the people you're surrounded with, and that really is important because that's where it begins. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I think.
0: Yeah. So what, what advice would you... Um... Give to starting entrepreneurs or, you know, someone who wants to become a social influencer like yourself. What advice can you give them? Maybe some resources you can suggest that can help them on their journey.
1: Okay. If you want to be an influencer, whether it's a lifestyle, fitness, any kind of influencer you want to be, you first of all need to see what people have done, success stories. You need to get to see what others did, what they did, how they did it. Now, it doesn't mean that you're going to follow them or do what they are doing, but it will give you an idea of what you'll be expecting. Yes, yeah. So I I used to follow lots and lots of top influencers, fitness, makeup. I still follow a lot of them. And sometimes I just go there to learn yeah. To improve my own self. Because you cannot be an influencer if you can't even improve on yourself. How do you influence people when you can't influence your own self? You can't change your you can't make choices, you can't um improve your your life as a as general. People get inspired by the things they see, how you've progressed. So there's always room for um improvement. So to be an influencer, look around what people are doing what other influencers are doing and how they are doing it. Secondly, you need to know what you're doing. What do you want to influence? Do you want to be a fitness influencer? Do you want to be a beauty influencer? Do you want to be a fashion influencer? Do you want to be a lifestyle? There are different types of influencers. Now, don't try to do everything.
0: Yes, yeah. Know
1: your niche. (laughs) Know, Know your strength. Sometimes people come and they tell me, oh, you do really nice makeup. I want you to do a video and do your like makeup video, teach us how to do makeup. I did like, I actually have a makeup qualification. Yeah. I Mm -hmm. am a certified makeup artist, but I really don't know how to sit down and draw my face in front of people.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. So even when when people are asking me, I'm like, oh, I don't know when that is ever going to happen. Yeah. But just follow the one I'm doing. So the one I'm doing is fitness, food, staying healthy, childcare. That is so much already, you know. Yeah. I try to do fashion because my PhD was on fashion. So once in a while I do fashion because that's just more like my um uh, research angle. Yeah. But other than that, I don't try to do everything. You can't do everything. So you need to get a niche. Yeah. And mostly I tell people, make sure your niche is around something you're passionate about and something that you're comfortable with.
0: Yes. So uh, I I guess this is the reason why people have this anxiety, that they they have all these ideas in their mind and they want to kind of pursue just about everything at the same time. And um, they kind of stretch themselves emotionally and physically <laughs> and financially <laughs> and yeah. they kind of run out of steam right because <laughs> if you focus on your tribe trying to be as authentic as possible you know Physical. being real um, mm-hmm. it's it's actually gonna keep keep your mind in
1: in the healthy state
0: uh, as well <laughs> and healthy that's true
1: yeah that's true i quite agree i quite agree with what you've said Sometimes people just want to do everything. And it's a lot of pressure. Even on your finances, it's a lot yeah. of f- pressure. Imagine um, someone wanting to be a, um, a fashion influencer. If you want to be a fashion influencer, you need clothes. Yes. You need clothes. Trust me, you need clothes. <laughs> you need clothes. You need to understand trends. Yes. yes. So if fashion is not your thing, it would be so demanding. Yes. it becomes really demanding if fashion is your thing then it would be easy for you because oh you already like putting on clothes and all that so it all has to do with making things easy for yourself don't be everywhere don't please everyone yes you'll be under pressure
0: no that that's that that's a great uh, advice from christiana um, so thank you so much for sharing this amazing story, and um, I guess that concludes our first episode. Um, uh, uh, so, so stay, tune and, uh, stay tuned and stay tuned, and I'll see you in the next podcast to hear thank another you. amazing story um, from another female entrepreneur. And um, thank you so much, Christiana, for being on the show. And good thank luck, you, with
1: Thank you so much, I appreciate it.
0: A full transcript of this interview is available via the link to my blog on the podcast notes. Also a link to Christiana's Facebook page so you can start following her. Please like, share and send me any comments or feedback on this podcast. If you've been affected by the issues discussed on this podcast, please join our private Facebook group, Mental Wealth for Entrepreneurs Network. You'll find the link in podcast notes. So this wraps up this podcast. I look forward to sharing another story with you on the next podcast. This is me, Katrina Thomas, your host, wishing you a strong mental health. And remember, you are just one mind hack closer. Our podcast sponsor is Smart Octopus Voice Agency, who creates engaging Facebook chatbots and voice skills on Amazon Alexa and Google Assistant. And they are currently wrapping this podcast on Alexa's skill uh, to be released shortly. For more information, please check out the podcast notes for the link to their website.